bit of encouragement tonight for new creatures. And it's all about letting God complete you. So when I say you, I don't mean yous, you know, like all of you on Zoom. Um, I mean you yourself. The internal you that you kind of know, but you'll see that later, you don't know as well as God knows. And being a new creature, um, there's still work to be done, isn't there? And being a new creature is not about age. You know, um, Jem mentioned Lillian. You know, you can be an older person but still be a new creature. Um, and every time I talk to Lillian, I find her incredibly fresh, you know. But you might be really young tonight. And if you've been born again, you're a new creature. And that's you. But in, as a new creature, as we're living this life, we're learning to trust God. And it's kind of okay if you don't trust him, if you trusted him less than you yesterday than you do today, that's how growing happens. But we're trusting God to complete us. I'm trusting God to complete me. Not just the universe, not just a whole bunch of people, the whole church, but me personally. And sometimes that can be the hardest bit of us to let God work on. And I love in these um, Wednesday United how the Lord just connects the dots. The, some of you who are here at the start, our sister from uh, the US, was there was a song about Timothy. And you don't have to turn there, but I'm reading out my very first scripture is the scripture that, that was in that song. And Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, he makes this really bold statement. And he says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, or therefore, because of that, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to also to all those that love his appearing. And if ever there was a reinvention in scripture, it's Paul. I mean, the old Saul to the new Paul is a remarkable thing. And he lets us in on the process that God is working in him to continually complete him and perfect him. Paul makes it really personal. You know, sometimes when we're talking about these kind of things, he says, me, it's my crown. God's got it, but he's going to give it to me. And we can make it less personal. We can make it hypothetical. We can say there's a hypothetical crown in a theoretical kingdom for certain people. And that sort of lets us off the hook in case we don't get our crown, you know. But Paul's saying no. You know, religion and philosophy speak like that really vaguely because it's man doing the talking. But Paul confidently says me three times. It's mine. 
how can Paul be so bold? And sometimes we think, well, I wish I could have a bit of that confidence. Well, the reason why Paul is supremely confident of this is because he's trusting God to take him from a new creature to the full stature of Jesus Christ, to be like Jesus. Paul is trusting that God who started the work will finish the work in him, in me. And in Colossians 2, we don't turn there either, but it says, you are complete in him, in verse 10. And we often think, well, if I'm complete in him, why do I feel so incomplete in some ways? And if I'm honest, there's still a lot of change to go yet. I won't ask for a show of hands. But maybe the change required seems too big, even impossible. And it can seem like there's a lot of impossible between where I am now and where God is calling me to be, that life that I'm not prepared to compromise on, the one I'm called to. God knows we feel that way, and that's why he's put in the scripture, with men, things are impossible. And all the sisters said, amen. But we're being completed by God, the one for whom all things are possible. Impossible questions. If we really ask God, if we seek him, he answers us. We call that divine revelation. Maybe change that feels impossible becomes what the Bible calls as overcoming through his power. And our transformation from a natural man to a new creature and all that goes around with that becomes the testimony of God working in our lives. Impossible situations that come against us, well, they become battles that God wins for us when we call on him, when we trust him. All of this requires trust. And trust means that we believe what God says and we do what he says, even though we might not yet understand. That's faith, right? Even when our natural senses and all the people around us in society might be screaming, we keep doing what God says because it will work. If you go to Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, a chapter where is packed with a lot of stuff. We're going to start in verse 11. And it says here in verse 11 of Ephesians 4, and he gave, Jesus Christ, gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, all together trusting and obeying and believing God, and of the, the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is what Paul was doing, a new creature into the full stature. 
that we henceforth or from then on, we don't be like children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, you know, moved around and being double-minded and unsure of ourselves because of the latest trend or this bit of research or that bit of information or that opinion and not listening to the sort of cunning, crafty kind of um, dialogue that we hear around us that is easy to deceive us. But we, speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, in every way, which is the head, even Christ. There's a lot in these verses. We've been given the same grace in which to grow, every one of us. And the part of us, you know, I'm not talking about our physical appearance that someone can comment on. I'm talking about the inner man, the inner workings, the thoughts, the dialogue, the feelings, the heart ourself, there's a process going on. And these verses tell us this process about discipleship, aligning our life with God's will. It's about participating together in this body of Christ. It's about growing in love and being part of what God is doing. And it talks about spiritual maturity here. And we're used to, um, you know, gaining credentials, going to uni or getting experience at work. But spiritual maturity is not something that I create myself. It's not about knowing a certain number of scriptures. If I know the whole book of Psalms off by heart, I'm now spiritually mature. I mean, that would be an amazing thing, but I'm not there yet. It's not about passing an exam. Being spiritually mature is something we allow God to do in us, in the part of us that is us, that is me, something we grow into when we trust God, when we let him do his work completing us. And the more we trust God, the more we can expect him to do in our lives and the more we will grow. So the encouragement tonight is in trust God, trust him with everything, even the impossible things, especially the impossible things, because the impossible things, as we've read, become our testimony. They become overcoming. They become the miracles that really show God in our lives. If you go to 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to read this out of a slightly more modern translation as well. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9. This says, now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. A couple of verses down, when I was a child, remember Ephesians 4 spoke about a child. I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, in part, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. It's true sometimes, isn't it? That's a good description of us trying to get that clarity. But then when Jesus returns, 
we will see everything with perfect clarity, face to face, face to face with Jesus Christ. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Just as now God knows me completely, I will know as I am known. These things last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. When it says childish things here, we often use that as a bit of an insult to a grown person. Stop being so childish. Um, I've had it used on me before, so I know. But it's not an insult in these verses. It's talking about things I need to grow out of in order to grow into, up into new things, up into Jesus Christ. But how can I see the things that I need to let go in order to grow? How can I have peace if I can't see the picture fully and clearly yet? And I struggle to understand Bible prophecy, and you're telling me that's only part of the picture. We don't want to condemn ourselves about that. The answer to all these things is realizing that God is the only one who knows me completely now. The part of me that I'm still working out, he is perfecting me. And he's perfecting Brad and he's perfecting Gemma and Sam and Josh and Stacy and into your name here. And if he is the only one who knows me completely, why would I trust him to completely? to complete me, because he knows me better than I know me. He created me, and he has got a life for me and promises for me that if I am not willing to compromise on, he will complete me to that place. Paul knew that it doesn't take a smart person to become to the full stature of Jesus Christ. Any new creature will reach the full stature of Jesus Christ if they keep trusting God to grow them and complete them. Paul knew God had begun a good work in him, and if he let him, if he desired, he would complete it. The full answer, the full clarity, the completeness that we will come to see, like these verses say, will be actually made up of things we now know in part. Things like faith, hope, and love. And I don't think God's going to stand there and do a Q&A of every question that we might have had in our lives. The completeness of being immersed in the love of God without this natural form will be the answer to every question we could ever have. Trust God. Trust him more. Trust what he has given us, the Holy Spirit, the word of God, the fellowship, this family of God. Trust the doctrine, the teaching. Trust and obey what he says to do because everything he's given us is designed to work on us, to complete us. Trust him with everything, especially the impossible things, and he will complete you 
to the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's not about achieving it ourselves. It's about letting him, actively letting him work within you and I. Amen.